0: Thank you, Brother Stanley. Tonight I'm going to be in Psalms chapter number 23. If you want to be finding uh, your place there, and I'll uh, make our weekly announcements while you're doing so, and I'm uh, obviously out of our uh, weekly series that we've been in, and I I decided to jump back in that next week uh, when I know that everybody could uh, be here and more people could be a part of that Bible study since we're in a series, and I'm certain that there are some Uh, As I am speaking now, uh, frantically trying to figure out how to get on the live stream. And so uh, I wanted to give a different Bible study tonight. So we will be in Psalms chapter number 23. uh, But let me remind you of uh, several things as we get into the weekend. Uh, We are still planning on having our uh, weekly visitation tomorrow night at 630. And so I want to remind you of that. And uh, hopefully and thankfully this storm will be through. uh, So the lasting effects should not uh, keep us from uh, uh, coming with that normal activity tomorrow evening. And then Saturday, our soul winning visitation at 10 a.m., bus meeting at 10 a.m. I want to remind you of that normal time, and I rejoice in uh, all that the Lord has been doing through our soul winning program, and the number of people being saved, number of visitors in church. And so let's make sure uh, that we uh, follow up on people, check on people, and make sure that they're back in the services this coming Sunday and look forward to what the Lord has for us. I'll remind you, our breakfast fellowship, 9 a.m. is when it begins, down in the tent, assuming it is not underwater uh, still on uh, Sunday, but we'll have our Sunday school hour then at 9.30. We'll be back in our series on stewardship, and then the Sunday morning series. Lord willing, I'll be back in my... Uh, series. but a wonderful Sunday this past Sunday with, with Dr. Chitty and what a great day the Lord gave us. But we'll be back Sunday morning uh, in our series uh, Standing Near the Cross and we'll look at a another character uh, from the scripture uh, that was by the cross of, of Christ as he was crucified and see what truths we can gather from that this coming Sunday morning and then our Sunday evening service and then right on into a new week. Uh, moving into the month of July. <clears throat> so I want to remind you of our weekly schedule. And uh, before we know it, it'll be August. School will be starting back again. And uh, continue to pray for all of our construction, uh, all of the, mo- the the financing, everything moving forward. I uh, just pray that God will continue to order those steps. And then several people I asked you to pray for this past uh, Sunday, I want to remind you of them very quickly. Mrs. Romano uh, is suffering with a blood clot. She's stable, but I want you to keep praying for her. Ms. Sandra Alvarez was in a car accident last uh, Wednesday afternoon, and so... Uh, she is, uh, recovering from that. I'm sorry, next, last Sunday afternoon, I believe that's, that's, I don't, I'm not sure what I said there, but let's set past Sunday afternoon, continue to pray for her. I appreciate your prayer, continued prayers for my wife. Uh, and then also Brother Rance Taylor, and there's many, many others, uh, make sure that you, uh, you get a weekly prayer sheet and let's take advantage of praying for these. And certainly, uh, we want to, uh, remember everything that we have going on for God to continue to, uh, meet these needs. And so <clears throat> I'll read the entire uh, psalm in just a moment psalm 23 and uh, so before we do let's go ahead and have a word of prayer father we thank you for uh, the opportunity we have to uh, even come by uh, live stream and radio and uh, certainly uh, the opportunity we have there to look into your word and father i pray that you'll bless your people i pray that you'll keep everyone safe uh, as the storm goes through and uh, Father, may uh, our world around us, whenever these things take place, may it cause others to stop and uh, realize that there is a God in control of all things. And uh, Father, may we continue by faith to trust in You. And I pray to be with these we've mentioned by name. I pray that You would just uh, meet their needs. And Father, I pray that You'll bless our time of study and uh, keep us attentive tonight. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> Amen. And so uh, we're going to be in Psalms 23, and this is a familiar passage of scripture. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I'm going to read the entire chapter, uh, and then I'm going to give a very practical outline tonight, some things that I've given uh, in the past. I've uh, brought many messages from Psalms 23. What a comforting psalm. What a comforting passage of scripture uh, for the child of God. And, and, and aren't, you, aren't you thankful That even in circumstances that we cannot control, even in circumstances we don't understand, God gives us His Word to comfort us. God gives us His Word. Uh, to provide uh, peace. And so Psalms 23 is certainly a passage of scripture that we look to in uh, times of trouble, look to when we are grieving, Uh, but it's also a psalm of great direction. And so I don't want us to look at Psalms 23 just during those times. Certainly uh, we look at it during those times, but I want us to look at Psalms 23 again this evening in a way that'll help us. But I'm going to let you in on a secret. Uh, I have eight points tonight. And so um, I can already hear some of you complaining uh, over on the other side there, but uh, you're sitting at home, you're comfortable, and so you can endure eight points. I may even throw in several sub points along the way, uh, but I want to give us some things tonight uh, that'll be a help to us. Psalms 23, beginning with verse number one, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. title of this little study tonight is also what I think is key to the passage of scripture before us is simply the Lord is my shepherd and we see in the first phrase of the first verse that statement the Lord is my shepherd now there's some wonderful truths and there's some wonderful promises in this passage of scripture we're going to look at them this evening and so before we look at them I must remind us that it is key that we get that first part of, of, of verse number one That first statement, the Lord is my shepherd. In order to get the promises that are listed here in Psalms 23, the Lord must be our shepherd. He must be the one that we look to. And I'll say more about that in just a moment. But of course, uh, he he must first be our personal savior. And I'm certainly thankful for my salvation. I trust you're thankful for your salvation tonight. And I rejoice in being saved. Don't ever get over being saved. I always rejoice in being a child of God. I'm thankful that I'm saved because I have forgiveness of my sins. I'm thankful that I'm saved because I have an eternal home in heaven to look forward to. What a wonderful promise we have in our salvation. <clears throat> but as a child of God, it is not just eternity we have to look forward to. Uh, we have a relationship with him now. And the fact that he is our shepherd, he is our leader. That's why that's why a Christian shouldn't have anxiety as the world has. That's why Christians shouldn't have dread as the world has. That doesn't mean we don't have problems. It doesn't mean we don't have uh, situations we cannot control. We have to be reminded we have a, a, our personal Savior. The Lord is our shepherd. Now, in, in order to understand and to be reminded tonight of how important that is, uh, we need to be reminded what a shepherd does for the sheep. A shepherd uh, provides leadership for the sheep. Uh, you and I, we, we, we cost ourselves a lot of time and endure a lot of frustration because we fail to many times lean on our leader. And the Lord Jesus Christ is our leader. He provides leadership. Uh, the same God who saved you is not going to leave you without directions, is not going to leave you with, with with just in chance, and you, you figure it out, and you try to find a way. And that's why our relationship with the Word of God is so important. Uh, our shepherd provides leadership. If you do a study on a, a shepherd and sheep, and you certainly know that uh, that shepherd provides that leadership. Otherwise, the sheep could not survive. Uh, the sheep could not uh, find the food. The sheep could not uh, go to where the water is. The sheep cannot protect themselves. Uh, and so he provides leadership. The shepherd also, he, pro- he provides. There's provision involved. Part of the responsibility and part of what the shepherd does for the sheep is he makes sure they have what they need. All of us could testify that God makes sure we have what we need. Now we don't always have what we want. We don't always have the abundance that we think we need. But all of us have what we need. I was thinking this afternoon is is as I was driving up to to the church a little while ago uh, to get ready to uh, do the service tonight, and uh, I was just thankful that, of course, uh, I don't. Uh, I trust this might be the same with you that we didn't lose power in some some places in. Uh, Other parts of the world, uh, they don't even have power on a a usual basis. And uh, the modern technology of today and the advancements of society and a storm like this and how devastating it would be uh, if we lived in some of the structures that were in some parts of the world and how thankful we should be and and how God has given us provision. God provides for us. And even if we don't have the things that we like, uh, God always provides what we need. That's the role of the shepherd. The third role of the shepherd I'll point out tonight is protection. And uh, there's protection. He provides protection. Uh, it's very, very important that we understand this. Um, I've used this illustration before, and I haven't spent a lot of time around sheep, uh, but I've never seen a ferocious sheep. Uh, I've never seen a sheep on a leash that's just just dying to get off of that leash to go, to go tear into somebody or something. Uh, you don't find a ferocious sheep. Uh, You don't hear on the news of how a a sheep is is roaming around the neighborhood and and is wreaking havoc and and destroying things because that's just not the nature of a sheep. That's why they're so vulnerable to a wolf. They're so vulnerable to an enemy because they can't defend themselves. And a mistake many Christians make is they think they can provide their own own way. They think they can get to where they need to go. Uh, They think that they can um, uh, protect themselves, and that's just not the reality we need the shepherd. We need his leadership and his provision. So uh, the first thing we must do to receive the benefits of Psalm 23 is he must be our shepherd. This is not just talking about a personal relationship through salvation. This is establishing uh, the Lord is going to lead my life. I'm going to depend on him to be my shepherd. I'm going to depend on him for leadership. I'm going to depend on him for provision. I'm going to depend on him uh, for protection. And let me say, if we depend on the Lord for those things, he will never let us down. Uh, He will will never come up short. Uh, He'll never not be available. He is always there for us to provide protection for us. So, after salvation, the most important decision an individual will ever make is the decision for salvation. I'm thankful that as a child, I decided... I put my faith and my belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. I depended on him and his finished work on Calvary uh, for forgiveness of my sin, for my salvation, uh, for my relationship with with my heavenly Father, and I'm thankful for my salvation. That's the most important decision anybody will ever make. Uh, Aren't you glad that you've made that decision? The second decision that must be made as a child of God is if they're going to allow the the Lord to be their shepherd, if they're going to allow the Lord to be their leader. Uh, there's many Christians today. They're saved. They're on their way to heaven, uh, but they're not following the Shepherd. Uh, they're not. Be, they're not having their provision. They could have their needs met if they provide. If they followed the Shepherd, many times there'll be Christians who will complain about the provision of God, but yet they're not allowing Him to be the Shepherd to be the leader in their life. And so it's something that we must uh, make a decision. Now, what I'm going to do? Take the time. The rest of the time that we have, and and I'm certain because we're doing it this way, you don't have any place you have to be. You're already at home, so uh, I'll go through this, uh, and I won't keep you too long tonight, but I do want to go through this and some things to remind us, especially in the day we live in, uh, how important it is that He is our shepherd. So I'm going to give you eight things tonight that take place when we decide that He's going to be our shepherd. Uh, We must follow Him. We must depend on Him, and when we do, He'll take care of us. And I'm thankful that the Lord takes care of us in spite of us. Uh, I'm sure you'd agree with me that uh, many times we, uh, we make it more difficult than it has to be. And the Lord, uh, he doesn't disown us. He doesn't forsake us. And I'm thankful that even in these tumultuous times we live in, and these days of uncertainty that we live in in 2021, uh, that the Lord does not leave us. He still takes care of us. And so if we'll <clears throat> follow him as our shepherd, There's some things that he will do for us and they're pointed out in this passage of scripture. So uh, let's look at number one. First of all, in verse number one, we see the phrase, I shall not want. Uh, Number one, he supplies our physical needs. Uh, The psalmist, David, says, I shall not want. He provides our physical needs. All of us, the Lord provides for us. Oh, and there may be one who says, well, I work and I do all this, but we can just break it down. God gives us our strength, God gives us the opportunity, God gives us the ability, and God will take care of us. Uh, There may have been times in our life when we have had wants and we have had needs, but here we are tonight. Uh, God has taken care of us. He's provided our physical needs. When I read this uh, portion of Scripture and I think about this first truth tonight, my mind automatically goes to the prodigal son and how uh, he was so hungry that he had to go to the pig pen. And, and, and how he would defile himself uh, going to that pig pen because he was so hungry. Yet all he had to do was come home and the father would feed him. And how true that is in our own life that he will take care of us. Now, we don't always know where that meal is coming from. We don't always know how those bills are going to get paid. We don't always know how we're going to be taken care of. Uh, but we have a promise from God, and, and, and friend, you and I need to be reminded tonight that a promise for God is something that you can depend on, it's something you can, you can put your faith in, because if he promises it, it's already done. So you and I don't have to quibble over whether where it's coming from or how it's going to come, or it'll come right on time when you have to have it. Uh, it'll come in, in, in the means that it needs to come in, because God says that in the shepherd, he reminds us that we will not want, he supplies our physical needs. Number two, look at verse number three. He restoreth my soul. Not only does he, number one, supply our physical needs, but when he's our shepherd, he supplies our spiritual needs. Aren't you thankful he supplies our spiritual needs? He restoreth my soul. Have you ever been discouraged? Um, That's a rhetorical question because I I know it's true of everyone. Uh, How do we get out of that discouragement? To be discouraged is a spiritual matter. It's the Lord restoring our soul. Uh, David said, restore when he said, he said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Uh, God meets our spiritual needs. Uh, We as human beings, we have physical needs, but we as human human beings, we have spiritual needs as well. We are spiritual beings. We have an eternal soul. Uh, and as a uh, as a redeemed child of God and when he is our shepherd, uh, he is he meets our spiritual needs. I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I'm sure it has. Uh, but there's been times, of course, uh, before I was pastoring and pastoring now, I, I pretty much preach every service, of course. But there are times when I needed something from from God, didn't even know what I needed. I'd come to a service and and the preacher would preach exactly what I needed. Uh, there's times now when you open your Bible, you have a need and sometimes you're aware of that need. Sometimes, you know, you need something. You just don't know what you need, but God meets that need. If he is not our leader, if he is not our shepherd, how can he meet those spiritual needs? Uh, if we're not listening, if we're not following a lot of times, I'm afraid Christians complain that God is just not giving them what they need, but they're not listening. Uh, they're not close to the shepherd. Uh, they're not listening to the shepherd. And so I want to remind us tonight that if he is our shepherd, we allow him uh, to provide leadership. We allow him to provide for us. We allow him to protect us. Uh, He will supply our spiritual needs. Then number three, we look back into verse number two. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. Notice uh, he leadeth me beside still waters. Uh, Number three, he gives you peace of mind. Peace of mind. Well, this world just doesn't have a lot of peace, does it? This world is always in turmoil. Uh, you've heard me say it often. The most miserable person on the planet is a backslidden Christian because the Spirit of God is always placing them under conviction. They're not following the shepherd, and, and they're, they just, I can't find peace. You're not going to find peace anywhere, uh, but just dependent on the shepherd. Uh, you think of the picture of a shepherd and those sheep. Uh, those sheep are not worried, that they're not asking the shepherd, hey, when are you going to feed us? Those sheep are not saying, well, I just don't think the shepherd knows what he's doing. No, those sheep are just following where the shepherd takes them. And there's a peace of mind of knowing, I don't have to know where we're going as long as the shepherd knows. I don't have to know uh, how it's going to be provided as long as the shepherd knows. As a child of God, of course, there's things in this world that, uh, we'll get us worked up from time to time. There's things in this world that uh, cause us some anxiety, if you will. But we shouldn't, we shouldn't f- fret over it. We shouldn't stress over it because uh, we have a shepherd and he is in complete control. And so it gives peace of mind when we can say, I don't have to worry about it because God's got it. I don't have to worry about it because God's got it figured out. I don't have to worry about it. And boy, that, that certainly saves a lot of stress. You get a lot more sleep at night when you're not fretting over something that you can't control. You have to depend on, pray about it, do everything you can do, uh, but you have to depend on the Lord to provide for you. The Lord uh, will provide the way. And so number three, he gives peace of mind. Can you imagine what some people would pay for peace of mind? What some people would pay for peace in their soul? What some people would pay just to be able to go to sleep at night and and not try to figure things out and uh, worry about what their next step is? Well, for a child of God, we don't always know what the next day is going to bring. We don't always know how we're going to get through the next day. Uh, but, you know, the great thing about being a Christian, besides the obvious of salvation, is the fact that God knows what we need the next day. God knows how we're going to get through it. God knows what we're going to face. And if he's our shepherd, he's providing leadership for us to get through it. He's providing provision we need to uh, get through it. He's providing protection that we need. And so uh, we, we, we were reminded that if he's our shepherd, He's going to give us the peace of mind. Christian, you could rest well tonight, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're facing, uh, because God is in complete control. And if you are following him, if you are leading him, don't don't ever regret being in a situation that God led you into. Some of them are not fun. Some of them are not pleasant. And some of them take great faith to depend on God. But don't ever regret following God in any situation because he's the shepherd, because he knows better, because he knows he knows how you're going to get through it. And there's a peace of mind of knowing. Sometimes I'm asked, Pastor, what do, what do we do about this? And, and I don't know. But Pastor, are you worried about this? I, no, because I'm just following God. And I don't have to worry about all of those details because I just have to follow the shepherd uh, in my life and he will take care of me. Notice number four, verse number four, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Uh, Now, let me just comment on this. Uh, Every time I read that passage, the valley of the shadow of death, that just sounds like a fun place, doesn't it? It just sounds like a place that you want to put on your bucket list. It sounds like a place that you just want to visit. Well, no, absolutely it doesn't. Uh, It doesn't sound like a fun place at all. Uh, You don't have, number four, you don't have to fear evil. You don't have to fear. I mean, there's been so much that's going on in our world in the last year, making the comments as we come into a mostly empty auditorium tonight, thinking back to a year ago and all that's transpired over the last year and all the evil that's in this world. Uh, this is why a Christian doesn't have to be afraid. I am not afraid. You should not be afraid of what's going on in our world because I have a shepherd. Uh, I'm depending on God, and he tells me if he's the shepherd, then I don't have to fear uh, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, he doesn't say uh, that you're going to die. I don't know if, if you if you say that to your kids uh, or you heard your parents say it to you. If you heard your parents say it to you, you, you probably say it to your kids now. Uh, they skin their knee or something or they or they have to do something they don't want to do, like, you know, like clean their room or whatever, and you say you're not going to die. Sometimes that's just what a Christian needs to hear. Well, Pastor, my job's doing this or, or, or look what's going on in our country, or look what's going on, you're not going to die. You may go through the valley of the shadow of death, uh, but God will take care of you. And he says that you don't have to fear evil. He never says you'll not be the victim of it. He never says you'll never experience it. But we have to be reminded that we have an enemy. Uh, The devil hates us. The devil hates the Lord's church. He hates the Lord's children. Uh, He wants to work against us. He will use instruments in this world. He'll use evil people to do so. Uh, he'll use, uh, uh, I mean, evil is this tactic that you're trying to destroy people, to hurt people. Uh, but the Bible says you don't have to fear it. It doesn't mean you'll never experience it. And there's, quite frankly, there's some Christians that won't commit as they ought to commit because they're afraid of the evil that's going to be done to them. Or they're afraid of the price that they have to pay. Uh, the Bible says if he's our shepherd, we don't have to fear it. Um, we know it's out there. Just like I'm sure with sheep, they know the enemy's out there, they know there's things out there that can hurt them, and maybe they hear the the wolves howling at night, but the shepherd is there to protect them. And so sometimes we wonder why, why has God allowed us to go in this situation? Well, sometimes He wants us to grow, sometimes He wants us to learn, sometimes He wants us to be uh, an example of of what, what, what a child of God's supposed to be. Regardless of that, we don't have to be afraid of it. It's our tendency to be afraid, isn't it? It's as human beings, we have a tendency to be afraid of, of circumstances and afraid of what could happen, afraid of what the end is going to be, afraid of uh, the things that are going to take place in our life. And, and we're reminded we don't have to be afraid uh, because uh, we have a shepherd. And if you're following him and depending on him for protection, all of us could say, what has the Lord protected us from? Uh, what has the Lord uh, given us victory through? And uh, as certainly he gets the honor and glory when we can say, Uh, As David wrote in another psalm, if it had not been for the Lord, uh, if it had not been for the Lord, we couldn't survive. Uh, This world would chew us up and spit us out. Uh, It would destroy us because of the evil that's in it. But if the Lord is our shepherd, we do not have to fear evil. Number five, we'll keep moving along tonight. Uh, Notice what else he says. I will fear no evil for thou art with me, thy rod and thy thy staff, they comfort me. Verse five. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Number five is this. This is the fifth thing that will take place in our study tonight. If the Lord is our shepherd, he will promote you. And it says very specifically in front of your enemies. I want to remind you, you know, this isn't your third grade demesis and kickball. This isn't the enemy I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, the enemy, the devil, the, those who work for him, his, uh, his, 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 those that are in his charge, those that would like would do evil to a child of God, and uh, this world system we live in, and uh, they want to so much want to hurt a Christian. Sometimes uh, God allows Christians to be promoted right in the front of the very people who try and undermine. I think of uh, the story of, of Esther and uh, Mordecai and uh, Haman, that wicked man Haman, who built a gallows uh, for Uh, Mordecai to hang him on. And uh, through, of course, the providence of God, uh, it was revealed unto the king that uh, Mordecai had actually saved the king uh, at a previous time. And so uh, what did the king do? The king set up a table, set up a place of honor right in the very presence of, uh, of Haman himself. And Haman Uh, had to give honor to Mordecai. It's a great example of what David is writing about here. It's a great example of what scripture reminds us of. uh, If this world does evil, just keep doing good. Uh, The Bible teaches us, how do you overcome evil? You overcome evil with good. Uh, If this world does evil to you, if it tries to harm you, it as a church, if it happens to us as a church, why we just keep doing what we're doing? Uh, And there was so much Fear and and perhaps rightfully so, with the new administration comes in all these different things, and quite frankly, uh, they are anti God, they are anti decency. Uh, but and in, in, in there is going to be some persecution. There is some, but we don't have to be afraid of it. Uh, we don't have to fear it. Uh, God can still elevate His children in the midst of an evil time. Uh, Joseph, I was reading again this morning in the Bible about uh, Joseph and the story of Joseph and and how God elevated him after the evil that was done to him. I think there's a lot of times Christians could be used in a greater way, uh, but they don't allow the shepherd to prepare the table. They're too busy trying to prepare their own table. They're too busy trying to prepare the table uh, themselves, and we must depend on the shepherd, and the shepherd makes everything right. Well, Pastor, it's just not fair. If I had a dollar for every time I heard that, um, I'd I'd, I'd have a lot of dollars to to add together. But the point point I'm making is life's not fair. Things aren't fair. Uh, But you know who works it all out? The Lord works it all out. Uh, one day when we're in eternity, he's going to make all things right. Uh, but often on this side of eternity, he makes things right. And friend, I've just decided in my life, and I trust that you have decided this too, I'm just going to follow the shepherd. He'll take care of me. And however he wants to uh, prepare tables, he can just prepare tables, and he'll get the honor and glory out of it. And if somebody, if, if people have to say, well, God was certainly in that, and God provided that, but he says that he will do that. Uh, don't take vengeance into your, into your own hands. Don't don't take matters into your own hands. Uh, Let the Lord handle it. Number six. We see also in verse number five, uh, thou anointest my head with oil. Number five, if he is your shepherd, he will give you the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I am certain enough has not said about the presence of the Holy Spirit in our life. Uh, If he's your shepherd, you're going to have the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, anoint my head with oil. In the scripture, uh, the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And I want the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. You cannot have the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life if the Lord is not your shepherd. It's just not possible. It's just not going to happen. And So if we make God our shepherd, if he's our shepherd, we say, I'm going to let you provide leadership. I'm going to let you provide for me. I'm going to let you protect me. I'm just going to follow you and trust you, and depend on you. Uh, we're going to have the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. All of us could probably testify tonight, and if you can't, you just live long enough, and you will, of, of times we feel like we're all by ourselves, and situations puts us in places where no man can help us. But I'll tell you what gets you through that is just the presence of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes as Christians, you have to make a difficult decision. Uh, what helps you make that decision? The presence of the Holy Spirit the 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 comfort of the holy spirit uh the confidence of the holy spirit and when the the world doesn't have to understand if you have the presence of the holy spirit and he comforts you and leads you and gives you power that you otherwise would not have and uh, there's a lot of christians who don't have power in their soul winning they don't have the wisdom that they could have they don't have power in their christian life it's because the presence of the holy spirit is not there and uh we're promised that you can't follow this world and not follow the shepherd and have the presence of the Spirit of God in your life. Uh, I'm often uh, reminded uh, of how much the, the Spirit of God calls the memory in the exact moment that I need it in my own personal life. He calls the memory Scripture in times when uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with something personally, or he calls to memory some uh, previous uh, situation or another example in Scripture whenever I'm counseling. Uh, One of of our membership in uh, trying to give some leadership there. Uh, It's amazing that the spirit of God and sometimes as a parent, uh, I'm faced with situations and through the years, I'm like, I don't have no idea what to do or how to handle it. And the spirit of God and his in his presence and having his power. uh, You cannot put a price tag on that. Uh, You cannot overemphasize the importance. And the scripture tells us, Psalm 23, that if he is just our shepherd, that's the benefit of it. If I say, God, I'm just going to depend on you, you lead me. He does that through his word, and I'm going to let you provide for me. We've been talking about stewardship on Sunday mornings in our Sunday school and how when we're good stewards, he gives us promises. He's going to provide for us. He's going to provide for his children. You protect me. You protect me by me following you. And so if I'm going to allow him to be my shepherd, then he's going to give me his presence, uh, the presence of the Spirit of God. Then number seven He's going to give us more than we need. I, I love this part of, of, of the scripture. It says, my cup runneth over? Um, we're so full. By, of the right things when he is our shepherd, my cup runneth over. Um, when I'm thirsty, I like to have a full cup. Uh, go ahead and run it, run it over um, more than we need. Now, the longer I live which means the longer that I'm a child of God, the more I realize that you know, life serving Him is just that way. Um, it's just blessing after blessing after blessing. Of course, there's difficulties too. There's trials too. Um, but the blessings of God far outweigh, far outweigh any trials or valleys of the shadow of death you walk through. And, and the fact that He gives us more than we need, if He gave us the crumbs from the table, um, that would be more than we deserve. Uh, we could all agree on that. But God gives us so much more than just the crumbs from the table. Uh, he's as we've already mentioned, He provides for us physically. He provides for us spiritually. And so many times uh, we've left services in this building and in, in, in previous buildings of uh, just being full and just running over because of what God did for us on a Sunday, what God did for us in a service, and. Uh, I, I'm sure you share the experience with me. If not, I would encourage you to be faithful reading your Bible. There's sometimes I, I get into my personal time with God and uh, just reading the Bible and spending time with Him and in prayer, I just, I'm just running over my cup, running through, I'm just full uh, in, in just the blessings of God. Uh, how sad for a child of God to hear that described and not know uh, what what I'm talking about. And so I would encourage you, if you don't, uh, the Lord needs to be your shepherd. Uh, he needs to he, You need to follow him, and uh, he'll, he'll give you what you need, and uh, he gives you more than you need. That's the great God that we have. He provides so much more for us uh, than we need. Then number eight, we're finally there. It didn't take as long as you thought it would take. We find God's mercy, God's goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. We see that in verse six, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That word surely means truly is going to happen. I remind you again that when God makes a promise, you can, you can, you, you can, you can build a life on it. You can, you can trust it because it's as good as done. God's promises are as good. When he makes a promise, it is done. It's going to take place. And the Bible says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. What a, what a thought to think of the blessings of God in his goodness. Uh, It doesn't get any better than salvation and knowing you're saved. If that's all God ever did for us, I would certainly, that'd be more than we deserved. And I'm thankful for my salvation. I trust tonight uh, that as you, uh, whether you're sitting in your home with your family or maybe you are some other place and you've stopped to, many of our members are are out of town on Wednesday night and you stop and you pull up the live stream. and, And I know we have many from all over the country that watch Our live stream from time to time, and wherever you are, aren't you thankful that you're saved? Aren't you thankful for your salvation? Uh, But then let's think beyond that. There would be no way that we could put a number on the blessings of God in our life. There's no way we could add them up. There's no way we could come up with any kind of a guess of all the blessings because, quite simply, uh, we're not aware of even all the blessings that God has, has bestowed upon us. But the promise that if I follow God, I will have his goodness and his mercy. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've benefited from God's mercy. I need God's mercy. I've benefited from God's goodness. Uh, I need God's goodness. I want God's goodness. I want his blessings. But in order to get that and have that security, uh, what, is the, what is the psalmist saying? What is David saying? Think about the life of David. Did David have any enemies? Did, did David go through any battles? Did David have people wrong him? try and keep him from the will of God, try and stop him just because of the will of God? Certainly. Certainly he did. But David, the psalmist, writes about the Lord being his shepherd and how secure the sheep is because of the shepherd. And you and I, as a child of God, as a Christian, we are secure because of our shepherd. Your talent is only going to take you so far. Uh, Your treasure is only going to take you so far. Your ability and your connections and what God, what you can do for yourself is only going to take you so far. There's going to come a time in each and every one of our life, and many times uh, when we're going to have to trust the shepherd. And so, this is a good reminder for us that when we face uncertainty in our life, we do not have to have all the answers. Sometimes I've talked to many of you and just out of frustration and I'm not going to tell you, I've never had these conversations with myself. I just need to figure this out. I need to know what's going to happen or how am I going to get through this. We need to push all of that aside and just say, are we following the shepherd? If you're not following the shepherd, you've got to follow the shepherd. If you're following the shepherd, you may go through the valley of the shadow of death, but you're not going to die. He's going to take care of you. You may think you are, but you're not going to. He's going to get you through it, but you got to follow him. You've got to... Uh, Trust him, and when you trust him, he takes you through those difficult times. But his presence is always there, and the the blessings—the blessings—far outweigh, far outweigh uh, any of the adversity that we face. And so, this is a very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, Often, uh, it is read at funerals, and rightfully so. Uh, Often, it is given and read in times of comfort. Uh, Often, it is put to memory. Uh, because of the significance in that matter. Uh, but I don't want us to look at Psalms 23 as just a verse of Scripture that offers us comfort in those times. Because certainly in those times we need comfort. But there's a lot of direction in Psalm 23. There's a lot of security in Psalms 23. And that's why we offer it as a pastor. That's why I offer it in times of grieving, in times of, of sorrow, because it gives some security to the fact that God's got it under control. God is going to take care of it. God is going to provide a way. But on a daily basis, we need to make sure that we are pursuing the shepherd and that we are uh, following him and trusting him uh, for our leadership, for our provision. You've got some important decisions throughout this whole uh, building process. There's been a lot of decisions that have had to be made, and uh, certainly when each of us made our prayed about making our commitments, we had to follow the Lord's leading in that. And uh, as as the next days and weeks comes about, and we've uh, got to decide on uh, lending and got to decide on building projects and getting things moving and which way to go first, uh, got to depend on God. Uh, we got to depend on Him, and uh, certainly uh, as uh, we enter into this, I want the presence of God, and we trust the presence of God, and so in your life, uh, I, I want to ask you tonight, we're, it's a little bit different night, the storm, uh, we've, we've felt the brunt of that storm today, and thankfully, uh, it's not as bad as other places have got hit with that. Uh, but certainly in our own life, I want us to think. And the service isn't the same tonight. We're not all we're not all together tonight. And uh, certainly, I enjoy uh, getting to see you, and I don't get to see you tonight. Uh, but you get to see me, so that's a great benefit for you. But I don't get to see you, and I enjoy seeing you. Uh, but I want us all to be reminded tonight. And it's a little unusual circumstances. We have a shepherd, and we all take inventory of our spiritual life. And are we following him? Is there an area of your life that? you're not trusting him in, you've got to trust him. Uh, when you put it all into his control, you don't have to figure it out. Uh, you, you don't have to make sense of it. Uh, I'm just following him. I'm just going to do what he says. Too many times we look at the word of God and sometimes a difficult passage, we call it, or sometimes it's a situation where it's just like, I just don't understand how that's going to work out. And often we use, I use tithing as an illustration Because just the numbers just don't add up. Well, when you just say, I'm just going to trust God to provide for me. I'm going to do what he tells me to do. I'm going to do what he's commanded me to do. and I'm just going to trust him. There's a a lot of peace that comes with that. Uh, If if I fail, it's on him because he said he would provide for me. And he's never failed us. Uh, He's never not provided for us. And so let's make sure that he is our shepherd.